Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. All right, welcome back to another episode here on the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Robbins, and I am founder and managing director of the search firm called the Anthony Micro Group. We help medical device, uh, diagnostics, and digital health organizations, basically all of MedTech, to build high-performing teams, primarily in uh, technical areas, areas like regulatory affairs, quality engineering. We've even started a, a commercial division doing a lot with uh, market access recently. I'm happy to be here on the regular interviewing best-in-class leaders straight from the industry on all things talent. And today we've got a great guest for you. It's Miss Mary Brogan, who is the global head of talent sourcing at Intuitive Surgical. Mary comes with a background of over 20 years of talent acquisition, staffing, and recruiting experience. She's worked across multiple industries for uh, recognizable organizations like Fidelity Investments as their vice president of talent acquisition, ADP as the director of talent acquisition. She worked for Northrop Grumman as a program manager in TA. And like I said, today, she heads up global sourcing for Intuitive Surgical. Now, if you haven't heard of Intuitive, one, I'd be surprised, but uh, since 1995, the organization has advanced minimally invasive care through advanced robotic systems end-to-end learning and value-added services. And the company is one of the pioneers of robotic-assisted surgery via Da Vinci Surgical System, and it's used today by surgeons to deliver a less invasive approach to many types of surgery. In 2021, get this, over 10 million procedures were performed worldwide through the organization's Da Vinci System. So without further ado, Mary, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, I'm honored that you're here today. We've got a great stop topics that we're going to be talking about, all related to talent, of course. But I want to start and just kind of call out what a crazy environment we're in when it comes to recruiting and staffing. So many things happening simultaneously. Every other day, we're seeing layoffs happening, but other organizations are still dying on the vine, hard-pressed for talent, and everything in between. What's your perspective, being in the industry as long as you have, you know, in general, what's your uh, perspective on what's going on yeah, it's definitely, um, we've heard this term used before, but really sort of unprecedented times, right? I think that the pandemic certainly um, had folks sort of rethink about what were priorities in terms of their professional career and really how that, that relates directly to their their personal lives. And so, you know, often we've heard of it referred to, right, as the, the great reset or the great resignation. And so I think we've gone through this really interesting period where, we were seeing people resign and look for opportunities that were really more in alignment with their personal and professional expectations. And now we're seeing this shift in terms of companies going through some layoffs. Um, and I think it's a byproduct of doing so much hiring, right, on that sort of the tail end, if you will, of the pandemic and companies really over hiring. But there's still, to your point, a real need out there for talent in certain organizations for specific roles, whether those be in, you know, high tech or um, really niche level level up, you know, positions that um, require a specialization. So it's really crazy. I mean, it, it really is a really interesting time. 
So interesting. You know, I've done this next year, I think will be 15 years. I know you've done it, like I said, for over 20. I don't know. I remember a time where it was so just, I don't even know what the word is. Crazy. You know, they were terming it the great resignation. Then it was the great reshuffle. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this term recently, quiet quitting. Yeah. Where where people are saying, okay, you know, we're going to stay in place, but I'm just doing what I need to do to get my job done. I'm not taking on any additional stress and it is what it is. And I mean, just so many different terms even. When, when was the last time you heard these terms come out like this? I don't remember a time. Never. I mean, on, honestly, I mean, I think that as a function, right, or a profession, and when you think about talent acquisition, there's been a lot of changes, right, over the last 20 years. I think a lot in regards to technology. And so we've had to sort of morph right? How we attract talent and, and, you know, how we go about that. And not to say that the candidate experience has not been a major priority for us in, in our profession. And, and for the, a lot of the companies that I've worked for, it's been, it's really been very much top of mind, but nothing like it is today. I think really trying to connect and understand what the priorities are, what's important. And I think that, that or, and I, you know, that organizational fit or connection um, is really important because I, I believe now more so than ever, if you don't you don't feel that connection with the company you work for, if you don't believe in the mission and what they're trying to accomplish, um, you're just you're you know to your point, you're going to do what you do and kind of get it done, right? And sort of you know check the box or answer the mail. Um, but I don't really think that you're going to you know going to get employees or team members who are going to do stellar work. And so I think that's really important. I couldn't have segued better. And that's one of the major reasons why we're here together today. You know, I constantly, anybody who listens to the show or has seen any of the content that I put out, I am constantly harping on the importance of companies to really hone in on and define what their employer value proposition is. Mm-hmm. The flip of the coin is I harp on candidates. You need to understand yourself as more than just a resume. What is the value proposition? So in terms of that you provide to organizations, but in terms of employer value proposition, when I say that, what I mean is what is the message that would stop somebody dead in their tracks who's doing a very similar job elsewhere and have them think, you know what, it's kind of a no-brainer to at least have an exploratory conversation with this organization as it might be an enhancement to my career. With that said, I want to dig in first as to you've, you've been at Intuitive for uh, since last year, correct? 2021? Yeah, the end of, De- okay. uh, of December. Yep. Okay. So first, congratulations. In my opinion, it shows a great organization, but I guarantee you with the experience that you've had, you had opportunities. You chose Intuitive for a reason. Why do you call Intuitive Surgical your home of employment right now? So I think for me personally, I wanted to work for an organization where I felt like we were doing work with purpose. That was really important to me. So as I sort of think about the last third of my career and and having worked for some really wonderful organizations, you know, that that feeling of commitment, um, the feeling of pride in regards to being able to tell a story and attract, you know, other talent. And, and honestly, for me, it's, it, it's also, uh, it's also somewhat personal. My mom um, passed away of lung cancer about 20 years ago. And the most recent piece of robot, robotic uh, equipment that we've developed is uh, called the ION. And it really focuses on conducting lung biopsies, uh, you know, in a more invasive way than really could be accomplished, you know, in sort of standard, you know, in terms of a standard medical approach. And so if we're able to do that and, and really diagnose, right, or, you know, understand where someone is, you know, relative to lung, you know, lung cancer, stage one, stage two, and try to detect that at an earlier point in time, then we're really contributing to that person 
hopefully being able to live longer, um, get the treatment that they need. And so that was, that's really, that was really important to, to me. And I think that's part of what we share with candidates when we're talking about, you know, what's in it for them. And I think that from my perspective, it's, it really is timely, right? We've just talked about how I think for a lot of employees, it's about working somewhere they feel pride, they feel good about, they feel respected, their work is contributing, right, to sort of the, the greater good. And so I think from my vantage point, you know, we have a great, we have a great story in town. You know, I love what you said. I, I wrote down the pride, respect, contribution, commitment, telling a story. Those are the bullet points I wrote down. And, you know, I think that if for the folks that are listening now, I think anybody would be hard pressed to disagree that the majority of posts they see these days, and I'm not necessarily talking about job boards. I'm talking about, let's just use LinkedIn because for the most part, that's the prevalent professional social media platform. But when people are posting about hiring, it's I'm hiring, check out this great opportunity that we have to join so-and-so's team, you know, Send me a DM if you're interested or go here to apply if you're interested. I would say over 90% of the posts that I see is I'm hiring or we've got a dynamic new position to join a collaborative team. Everybody says the exact same thing, the exact same thing. Here, you're talking about something that is natural human psychology, that people want to belong, people want to contribute, people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. I think that's human psychology. And so... For you to say, hey, look, we have a true story that we're trying to get the message out. And we're trying to explain to people that you're not just going to be doing your functional work. Like if you're a regulatory, you know, a senior regulatory affairs specialist, you're not just going to be doing work every day that is regulatory affairs. You're contributing to the greater overarching picture of what DaVinci stands for. And so, and for you, I love the fact that I apologize, you know, for your loss years ago. But what's interesting or really heartfelt about what you said is I know so many people who choose organizations in our industry on purpose because of what it means to them personally. If it's oncology, if it's cardiology, somebody had something in their, if it's diabetes, for example, Mm -hmm. they're either dealing with it themselves personally, had a friend or had a family member that was going through whatever that organization is trying to solve within MedTech. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, when you talk about Intuitive's value proposition, how are you guys really leveraging that when it comes to courting and, and, and sourcing candidates? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a great question. And, and to be honest with you, you know, I'll, I'll answer your question, but we're even going through a process right now where we're revisiting our employee value proposition. So we kicked off a project in January that really has uh, has been really impactful because it's going out and really touching our employees globally and really getting the voice of our team members to really understand, right, what's important to them? What is it like to work at Intuitive? Why do they stay here? So I, I do think, before answering your question, it's really important to go through that exercise uh, you know, every couple of years, right? Because I think as companies morph and evolve, and especially as, right, we're developing new products and, and technology, that I think it's it's important to revisit that with your employees and really understand that, you know, um, what it is and what that messaging should be like. But I will, I will say right now, I think for us- um, Wait, I want to stop you for one minute. Okay. Can you talk more about that process? So it's be, it's on purpose. It's It happened sure. recently this year. Can you talk a little bit more about what are you guys meeting about? What is being discussed? How are you kind of revisiting it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have, uh, we actually hired a new um, global head of branding and marketing, and she has brought, you know, brought to the organization a wealth of experience. And as part of this process, you know, we're working with uh, an outside company. And so what we've done is we've ident- identified um 
core talent segments, right, within our organization. And so what's being done today is, um, or has been done, are a number of interviews, focus groups, surveys, conversations, um, really trying to understand from the employee perspective, again, what's important to them. So all of that information is being compiled, right, and reviewed and analyzed to really really be able to develop a very compelling message. And so we anticipate that probably, I would say by the end of fourth, the fourth quarter, we'll be in a position where we'll start to share the output from that. You'll see some new uh, some new information, some new marketing. Our internal or, or internal marketing organization does an outstanding job of really talking about our technology and what we do for patients and healthcare workers. Um, we have a fantastic YouTube site that has a number of testimonials and videos about patients that really speak to their experience of you know having robotic surgery. And so we do leverage that from a recruitment perspective, right? Because we want we want potential new hires to really understand the impact uh, of what they're doing, right, on on patients and healthcare providers. But we really have never had uh, a true recruitment branding and marketing um, approach. And so I feel like this will, well, this will, um, I think, really help position um, the organization in a way where the, the, the potential new hire will be able to connect with our mission, but also as an employee, really understand Right? What are the benefits? What's my development? How am I going to grow or expand in my in my role? You know, what are the benefits? So I, I think there it's it's going to be a really great a really great outcome. It gets me all fired up because I've been talking about this since 2017 when I started to learn more about the power of recruitment marketing, right, mm-hmm. and what it yeah. means to an organization. And I always say, imagine if an organization took recruitment marketing, recruitment branding, and not necessarily re- not branding from a corporate standpoint as much, but the people within the company and branding them too, right? Because right. it work for people, people yes. carry people. But imagine if they took it as seriously as they do of how they treat their own sales organization and how they want their sales organization to go out and court customers. Imagine if they took that amount of intensity and put it into this, what type of company would be for people to want to work for? And so it sounds like you guys are definitely going down that path, which is so awesome. I didn't want to cut you off. Yeah. But you were about to answer the other question, but I thought what you just said was going to be really important. So thank you for sharing that. But yeah, so let's talk about it. So you're in the process of kind of redefining what the employer value proposition is. But as it stands today, how are you leveraging that when it comes to according candidates and, re- and recruiting candidates? Yeah, so we we definitely are. We are definitely leveraging um, sort of that mission oriented, uh, you know, we're, we're sharing insight with candidates and really trying to position the company. We're trying to do, inter, you know, introduce the organization, right? We're a company that, you know, we're not a company like a Nike, right? Or a Coca-Cola. We're not a consumer-based organization. So we really do have to introduce ourselves um, in the marketplace. While we have some traditional customers in the med tech industry, for some of our technology roles, you know, we hire, you know, a lot of candidates from, you know, traditional or, you know, FANG type organizations, right? We are some, some candidates don't really have an understanding of what it's like to work in the med tech field, what, you know, what is intuitive all about. So I do think that we leverage um, what our internal marketing team has done in terms of testimonials and, you know, telling kind of those, those stories and really showing or showcasing our technology in a way where we're trying to get 
candidates excited. So it's kind of that, that beginning of that introduction. Um, so you use the term before forwarding, right? It's not just about a job. It's you need to understand our organization and what it's like to, to work here and what our mission is. And that's really where a lot of our focus is. So we leverage as much as, of that material as we can to really help introduce the organization um, and answer questions from candidates. Um, so they can really make an educated decision in terms of, you know, do I want to work in this field, right? Because I'm transitioning and what is it like and what is the technology and, and what impact am I going to make? You mentioned a, a robust YouTube channel. Where else is the message being delivered to the market? Yeah, so we're, I, you know, we're on, we're, we're on all the socials. So, um, yeah, I mean, we certainly have a presence on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but, you know, I think those are our social media presence, you know, I think is one of those areas as we look at our employment employee value proposition, we're going to continue to enhance, you know, as you know, MedTech is highly regulated. So, you know, we want to make sure that whatever we're putting out there, right, is something that, you know, is appropriate. We're able to do that. So I think we're probably probably fairly conservative when it comes to information that we're, you know, we're sharing on on social media. But, you know, it is an area that we've, we've talked about and we're going to continue to to enhance. And one of the things I think we'll, you'll see from this exercise that we're going through right now in terms of the EBP project is we're going to tell some more stories. I think you'll see a lot of storytelling. Again, our, um, you know, our branding and marketing team is really going to focus in on making that connection, you know, giving potential new hires a better understanding of a day in the life, you know, and to your point earlier, you know, why did I come? telling that story, you know, why did you come to Intuitive? Why do you stay there? You know, what, you know, what brings you joy in terms of what you're doing and really being able to, you know, give folks an understanding of, you know, what it really truly is like to work here. So this recording is between Mary and I is being done in, in August and this will probably be out sometime in September, but literally as of the time of this recording, one of my very last posts that I just put out was a very short clip of clip from one of our live sessions. We host a community called the MedTech Talent Lab on LinkedIn. Each week, we have a live session where we bring basically together hiring teams and hiring managers, talent acquisition leaders, and candidates alike into this community. We have a live session where everybody's together and we take on a different topic. And one of the clips was what to post in your content. Verbatim, I said the best content is genuine and authentic, the most authentic self you can be. And we talked about, talk about posting a day in the life, literally verbatim, you can check it out, a, a day in the life, or, hey, here's how I got to where I am, and here's what I want to give back to the team that I'm leading. Or if you join us, here's what you're going to be able to be exposed to. And you literally just said, that's what you guys are working on. So it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Dead on. I love it. Yeah. Knew we, had, knew we had you on the show for a reason. <laughs> so I can affirm what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's great. It's great stuff. And it just yeah. res it. The point is that I feel like you guys are doing it the right way. And you're setting an example for what I really strongly believe the industry needs to be doing to be able to connect with a talent in this day and age. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. And, you know, again, I think we're doing we're doing some really good work. And I you know when we have we're continuing to evolve. Right. I think that, you know, every interaction, um, every conversation, every connection, I think that really lends to you know, how we approach candidates and the conversations we're having. And we just had a team meeting yesterday and that's a big part of our part of our discussion is, you know, how we are approaching those candidates, how what the conversations we're having, what are we sharing with them? And just, you know, again, making sure that um, we're providing, you know, open, honest, transparent information about um, the organization, working here, the role, you know, I think the more information we can provide a candidate, the better the educated decision they can make. And let's be honest, 
Canons are, they are more, they're, they're much smarter today. And I, and I mean that from the vantage point of they're doing research. Uh, they're talking to referrals. They're networking with people um, because they want to make the best decision possible. And so they're really doing significant due diligence before they, before they pursue opportunities. In today's day and age, buyers of talent, right? And sellers of talent, right? There's candidates and, and companies are definitely more educated, educating themselves way more. Just like buying a car. Yes. Everything people can educate themselves online. They don't need to go to the dealership and, and have their first experience be at the dealership. All the information's online. Buying real estate, all the information's online. It's the exact same thing when it comes to the recruitment process. So with that said, you know, you're leading an organization within the company that is on the front end of all this stuff. Yep. What are either your teams or, you know, I'm not sure how sourcing and talent acquisition kind of are integrated ad intuitive, but what are you guys hearing as of late directly from Candace in terms of what's important to them or what's really going into their decision-making process? Sure. I mean, I think certainly you know, a total rewards package and compensation will always be, right, paramount to, to folks. But I would say um, what we're hearing more so than ever is work-life balance, um, flexibility. We also hear um, a lot around um, some of the int- intangible benefits, right, that organizations sometimes can can offer. Um, and a, a lot of times that goes back, and that goes back to the, to the flexibility. And then, you know, recognition, acknowledgement for the work that they're doing. So, you know, it kind of comes full circle to the beginning of our conversation. I think people want to work for an organization they're proud of, right? they feel good about, um, that they are acknowledged and rewarded for the work that they do, and they feel like they're contributing. Absolutely. And I'm curious, how is Intuitive handling this whole converse or controversy of everybody's got to come back to the office, everybody can work hybrid, everybody can work remotely? What's Intuitive doing as an organization? Yeah, so it's a great question. We're actually going through a major initiative right now um, that we're sort of referring to as sort of the future of work, right? And uh, we just had a, a survey that launched in the United States and, and I uh, and we'll be launching um, in the next couple of weeks outside of the U.S. and in EMEA and Mexico. That's really focused on gathering information from employees around what's important to them, how do they want to work. Um, and so from that, I think we'll see some really good um, initiatives um, put in place. I will see that because of the nature of what we do, there are just some roles, right? Manufacturing, in some cases, mechanical engineering, quality, they're touching our products, right? So in that particular case, you know, you have to physically be on site. Um, but we're looking at, you know, we're looking at areas where we can have that flexibility, where, you know, we can really look at a broader talent pool. Um, talent acquisition is a great example within our organization. Uh, we're all remote. Um, my entire team is works from home um, and works remotely. So I think, you know, in that case, what we're really trying to do because of the nature of what we do, you know, that's a that's a realistic, right? That's a realistic work arrangement. You can work remotely. And our focus is really just hiring the best talent, regardless of where they are, because we have the we have the flexibility to work remotely. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of the of the survey and what we can kind of put in place to really yeah. improve that. Yeah, I'd love to learn more. Uh, if possible, one, you know, once you guys have gotten that done, you know, this has been a great conversation. The one thing I want to wrap up with is in talent acquisition and running a search for myself, there's always another shiny tool. It's always another tool coming out, another piece of software that is quote unquote supposed to make recruiting easier. Anything, any comments that you would like to add in terms of what you feel is working in 2022 uh, as it relates to sourcing techniques? 
Sure. I mean, I would agree. There's there are a ton of tools out there and and I I talk to a lot of my peers and sometimes we agree and sometimes we disagree and um and different tools work for different organizations. I will say that we actually purchased a new um, candidate aggregator tool this year, um, and it's a fairly recent startup. The company is called Findem. And what I would say is working for us is that we integrated that with our applicant tracking system. And so it's really made a significant difference because as my team is, is identifying talent, we're able to push that talent into the applicant tracking system, sort of in a lead, in a lead status, right? Because they haven't, candidates haven't applied yet. But what it's doing is we're meeting the recruiters where they're living on a daily basis. And so I would say, Whatever your tool of choice is, you know, having the ability to integrate tools and platforms and sort of get the benefit of multiple platforms, but simplifying, right, how you execute on those tools and sort of where you're managing the data is really key. And it's been and it's been super helpful for us because we have found that we're driving more talent into the funnel and we're getting them through the hiring process. Uh, we're trying to eliminate um, working outside of tools and using Outlook, right? Uh, you know, emailing profiles, sending resumes. So yeah. kind of keeping all that information, um, you know, in your system or a system of record where it's easily accessible, we can measure um, and we can track metrics um, and then we can market to those folks too. So it gives us an opportunity to reach back out and continue to tell the story because, you know, it's, there's never, it's never a one and done situation. So we're talking to candidates, you know, five, six, seven, eight times to really get them to be interested in the organization. And that's a huge, huge takeaway because one of the biggest challenges is having so many different tools that don't necessarily link to each other. You know, things are stuck in somebody's inbox and they got to go back three months to find what the trail was. And um, and then trying to do that across a team is even more complicated. So I love the fact that you're saying, in essence, you have a brain or kind of like a hub mm-hmm. and the tools are kind of feeding into one central yeah. place where everybody can kind of work from. Exactly. Love it. Mary, thank you so much for being here. It's so many valuable nuggets. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. It seems like you guys are doing amazing things at Intuitive. I've heard nothing but great things. So I, I wish you and the team at large uh, nothing but continued success. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.